Um, let's have a prayer while they're coming in uh, and uh, we can get underway. Let's all bow our heads. Father in heaven, we come before your throne of grace this morning. We pray that your truth will be spoken and that through it we would all be um, convicted and uh, conform more and more to the image of Jesus Christ. Bless this gathering together. May your spirit be with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, about 20 years ago, I came across this book in the world's biggest bookstore across from my work. And I thought, one day I'm going to read it. And then when the topic of uh, Word Fitly Spoken came up for the camp theme, I thought, it's a good time to, to read it. So, it gave me a lot of uh, uh, insight into some of the psychology behind lying and why people lie and so forth. Um, and I, I want to share some of that with you, but most of it's going to be biblically based, and I hope that's the, the, the case for our camp. Uh, the book, the, 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 the author was Cicela Bock. She was the daughter of two Nobel Prize winners. And um, she comes from a non-Christian perspective, but she's very um, objective, uh, very forthright. And she says lying pervades almost every facet of our society. Politics, right? It's coming up. Uh, families, married couples, medical field, the way doctors tell their patients what's wrong with them and so forth in order to protect them. Uh, schools, a scientific uh, field, and uh, friends, and then does it happen in the church? Question mark, right? Uh, the truth is the basis of all of our relationships. It's the basis of trust. And... Um, it is essential for marriages, for families, for, for, for any, any relationships where there's two parties or more involved. And usually the first casualty of any conflict, whether it's a family conflict, a church conflict, whether it's a war between nations, it's truth. Propaganda comes in, right? There are six things that God hates, and twice in Proverbs 6, between verses 16 and 19, he talks about lying. In verse, uh, the second one down says, a proud, God hates a proud look, a lying tongue. And the last one, which is the, we believe is the abomination, a false witness that speaks lies and that sows discord among the brethren. There's some more verses on lying lips are an abomination to God, how God gave them uh, commands in the very uh, giving of the, of the Lord of Moses not to bear false witness and also not to bear false witness in the book of Levit Leviticus, chapter 16, uh, 19, verse 11. Lying is a trait of the devil. We are most like the devil when we lie. Jesus characterized Satan as the father of lies. He lied to Eve in the garden, and he lies to us to this very day. John eight forty four. You are of your father, the devil. And when he speaks, he speaks a lie, and he's the father of it. This is serious. The reason I put graphical pictures in here, because we don't normally remember black and white as much as we see images. In, in, in computer-based training, 80% of what you see is what you retain, not what you hear. So you're going to re remember maybe what 20% of what I said today, but you're going to remember some of these images. It's a serious thing. It's a serious thing to lie. And the Bible says that the lake of fire is reserved for liars. Um, a lie is a statement... Believed by a liar to be false. This is the important part. There's a difference between untruth and lies. So a liar, uh, a lie, 
is a statement that is believed by the liar himself or herself. He knows or she knows that it is false. And it's made to another, to another person with the intention that the person be deceived by the statement. So a lie is not just a false statement. That's a very simplistic way of looking at it. The person that's telling it must know what they're doing and saying. Three aspects to a lie. It communicates information. It is, it, the intent is to deceive. And the liar believes that it is not true. So an untruth, on the other hand, is, is, is the universe, right? Anything that is not true is, is an untruth. That's the universal set. Lies are a subset of that. Okay? While all lies are untruths, not all untruths are lies. So we, we talked about communication this uh, week at camp in our Bible classes. And uh, I, I, I raised this uh, model to, to just to give us some idea of what happens when we communicate. You need a sender. You need a receiver. You need a channel through which that message goes. And then, of course, there's all this noise that comes in. So when you're on your cell phone sometimes and you hear crackle, crickle and crack and things like that, that's noise. And sometimes you can't understand the other side because it cut in just right when you wanted to hear an important word. Or it, 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 went, it, went, it died when you wanted to hear an important word. So there's this noise that distorts the message. And so we have to understand that our messages are encoded and they could be encoded in words like format, um, in, 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 in actual language. You may be speaking uh, Greek to me and I haven't got a clue what Greek is. The message is coming across, but I don't understand it. Someone has to decode it for me at the other end to translate it. Uh, it comes in other ways too, word, word format. Uh, it comes through different channels, text messages, emails, chats, video conferencing phone calls and so forth, and the receiver receives it at his end, it could be through a Twitter, through Facebook, through, through whatever, whatever other medium uh, devices on the other side. So um, this is important to know that there are all kinds of ways that your message may become distorted before it gets to the other side. And even when it gets to the other side, it may get distorted in here. I've got a confession to make. Yesterday I, I told Sister Maria, you're going to come to my forum today. It's at 10.30. Where? Science Centre 106. Comes yesterday at 10.30 and I thought, I see Willie in his yellow shirt. And I thought, oh, this is forum day. I had forgotten that they had moved the, the Wednesday forum to the Monday. So I didn't check, I didn't check the schedule that it says Tuesday. Now, did I lie to Maria? Some would say, yeah. No, it was misinformation. And where did it occur? It wasn't in the message. It was in here. It's the way, the model I had in my head of when the forum was. So, this is just basically uh, repeating what I said. I'm going I'm to roll on very quickly through some of these slides because of the lack of time. But for the same reason, uh, the message may be corrupted and the message may be true but it all depends upon how it's received and what noise is input. So, gossip, for example, is passing on information or misinformation. Now, the information may be completely true, but it's still gossip. It can still be gossip. And we're going to get to that later on. Misinformation, uh, as I said, could be completely true 
It could be your opinion. Someone asks you, you know, what do you think of this? Now, you don't have to verify what you think. This is what you think. This is your opinion. It may be wrong because your opinion may have been based on the way you thought about things, the way you understood the situation, right? Apparent inconsistencies, changing your mind. Hillary Clinton was very good at this when it came to about 12 issues where she supported, uh, she didn't support same-sex marriage and then all of a sudden, later on, when she's in the running for the election, she all of a sudden said, well, you misunderstood me. You took me out of context. But things were so blatantly black and white, she said, but she changed. Now, if she had changed her mind, it would be a different story. She should have just said, you know what, I changed my mind. Problem solved. But she refused to say, I changed my mind. Ah, uh, you just misunderstood me. So you have to be very careful that we don't... You know, when I was a young kid, uh, my mother, we, we little kids, we said, you're a liar. She said, don't ever call anyone a liar. Right? Did, you, did your mum say that to you? Yeah. Don't call anyone a liar. Why? Liars go to hell. You've already judged them. You've already passed sentence on them. But maybe they, they, they didn't lie. Maybe they were not consistent with what they said last time and they changed their mind. Or maybe they're passing on information from somebody else which is not their information, they're just passing it on. So they, they passed on wrong information, unverified information. A lie is an intentional passing on of false information with the intention to deceive. To deceive. Examples. Um, I've already given you a couple. A child saying 2 plus 3 equals 6. Is that a lie? No. It's a lack of information. Immaturity, right? Um, passing on unverified information from others, but believing it is true, your conscience is clear in that from the point, I believe it's true, but um, how do you know what that other person learned and passed to you is true? That's why gossip is so dangerous. It's so easy to just pass on something and then you continue to spread the fire. So, Cicela Box, she comes up with four concepts of untruth. Confabulation. Wonderful word. Just imagine you going to your friend. You're a confabulator, you know. Uh, what does that mean? It, confabulation uh, is one. Patholo uh, pathological compulsive lying is another aspect. Duping delight, she calls it, is the third. And fourth is truth dumping. So confabulation, you ever heard the story fabulous? Fabula is a Latin word for story. So these... Uh, Confabulation used to mean coming together to the chat over tea, coffee, but it's taken more on the connotation of, of old people that have suffered Alzheimer's and they come up with, with these fantastic stories of the past. You know, how great they were and how this and that and how big their whatever house was, and, but it was no, nowhere near like that. But they're fantasizing in their mind because they've, something's happened in the brain, okay? Um, Pathological lying. Pseudologia fantastica. Right? It's basically people that just love to tell lies because it's their way, it's their survival mechanism. And you, you get a lot of alcoholics, criminals, uh, you know, we get them come, going about past our church, you know, oh, my grandpa died, I need bus money to get to Sudbury, things like that. We've happened. These things are like that have happened, right? Um, so they just couldn't care less. To them, it's more important survival for the day, so they'll tell you anything to get what they want. Duping delight. People get a kick out of lying. If they can impress you with big swelling words and 
over-exaggeration of what they did, they get this kick, you know. Um, I won't go into that anymore. That's not really part of our topic. And, and truth dumping she put in there is because it may not be lying. What you're saying may not be lying, but it's, 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 it's brutal in the sense that you say things that just hurt people, even if it's true. You know, constantly criticising your children or your spouse, pointing out their faults, instead of going about it some other way in order to correct the, the, any uh, apparent problem. Now, lying starts in the person inside. It starts within. There's self-deception. I don't think any born-again believer would, would blatantly lie, make something blatantly lie, and, and, and know the penalty of sin, but within themselves, they have some rationalization, some deception, which leads them to this path because it's the easier path out. Okay? And there's a, there's a psychologist. I don't like referring to psychologists because a lot of them don't come from a, pr- a Christian perspective, but they do have some insight into how the brain works. So that's why I'm quoting them. And, and the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Our heart is just rife with, with humanity. And though we've been converted, we're not, uh, how do you say, immune to the temptations of the flesh. So she says, humans are masters of self-deception. We fool ourselves into believing things that are false. We refuse to believe things that are true. Lying has been understood as an ego defense mechanism. That was Sigmund Freud's famous discovery. When do we start lying? Um, At the basic level, self-deception is fooling ourselves into believing something that is false or not believing that something is true. The truth is that our self-deceptive deception lies range, uh, that our self-deceptive lies range from seemingly a tiny untruth to massive life-altering untruth. So when does that begin? (laughs) In sin did my mother conceive me. You don't have to... Anyone see the uh, Red Sprinkles video clip? Little baby kid? No? He's got red sprinkles all over his face. And the mother's videotaping him and saying, Johnny, did you eat some sprinkles? No, I did not. But you've got sprinkles all over your mouth. There's one right in here. He went, no, I did not. And she looked at the trail of sprinkles. He was, what, three years old? You don't have to teach a child how to lie. So it starts at this. But it also, it may be based on, it is based on our sin nature, but it is what is perhaps the the, uh, catalyst to our behavior that we learn when we're little children. When we find out that the easiest, the shortest road to success is through lying, we're going to go there every time. And we may deny things to ourselves. Um, whether what you have learned was objectively true or false, the conclusions, you, the conclusions that you made about yourself, your environment, and other people will be replayed in your life because they have become a part of who you are. Why? We have a sin nature. At the core, we lie to ourselves because we admit the truth, and because we, to admit the truth and deal with it, do not have enough psychological strength to deal with the consequences 
that will follow. And I would say for the Christian, it's spiritual strength. Not that we, God can't provide it, but we haven't been in, in tune with God. Why? Uh, there's embarrassment. There's shame to deal with. There's loss of something. Then we have these psychological strategies that in order to protect our egos, our core sense of self, from information that would hurt us, we use things like denial, rationalization, and projection. Okay? These are the th three things that uh, this Cicela Bock came down with. And we cannot identify with these without knowing the exact technical terms. Denial is refusing to believe that something is true even though it is. And that could come in any forms, right? You hear the news of a, of a lost loved one that, that died in a car crash. You refuse to hear it. That's not what you want to hear. It doesn't comprehend with your mind. Um, I don't have a problem with alcohol, even though I drink every day. Uh, I'm fine. I don't need any help. I can do it myself. That's denial. Remember the word ego? Ego means me, I. It's a lack of humility to acknowledge that I have a problem. Richard Bach, another author, says, the worst lies are the lies we tell ourselves. We live in denial of what we do, even what we think. We do this because we're afraid. Afraid of what? The consequences. If we admit to, to, to lies. Rationalization is, is a reason to excuse ourselves. You know, when we want to do something or after we have done it. I wouldn't have yelled at you if you hadn't treated me so unfairly thereby justifying my yelling. So we have a reason why we can yell, right? Projection. Taking an undesirable aspect of ourselves and ascribing it to somebody else. Deflection, right? I'm not like that. You're like that. A student who cheats will tell you everybody cheats. Anyone remembers Rob Ford? Mayor of, right? Mayor of Toronto? Um... Got caught, I saw him on a video, 19 times he lied and 19 times he apologized because he got caught. Okay? Uh, he said about smoking crack, cocaine, and on TV and everything, on, on video, he said, I didn't do it, da, 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 and then finally admitted it. But then he said, to justify it, he's projecting to others, why are they singling me out? Others are doing it. Right? And we use that sometimes. Other Christians are saying this or doing this. Then you have cognitive distortions, uh, polarized thinking. I will either eat three cookies or the entire box because if I eat only one cookie, I've already blown my diet, so I may as well keep on eating. This is the lies you tell yourself. Okay? And we think like that too. You know, I've gone this far, I've messed up, I'm going to keep going. Right? Emotional reasoning. I feel so hurt, someone must have done something to me. Very emotional. I feel stupid, consequently I am. Overgeneralization, taking a sing single negative event as a an infinite spiral of defeat. After getting denial for promotion at work, you think, I'm never going to be successful in my career. So you, you, you take one thing and you tar everything else with the same brush. Rationalizing started with who? With the devil. De you know, the devil was an angel, an archangel of God. And within his own mind, he began to rationalize. He began to think, you know, why should I be any lower than God? And because of that, he was cast out of heaven. I believe two verses speak about that. Isaiah 14 and uh, Ezekiel 28. In the garden, the same devil, the father of life, comes to Eve 
And he says, you shall not surely die. Did God really say? And then she looked, and you know, this is pretty good fruit, mm, very yummy, and you know, maybe I was mistaken, and bang, she, she, the whole human race fell from that rationalization. Half-truths are usually whole lies, okay? Half-truths are usually whole lies. That's why when in the American court system, and I'm not sure in the Canadian, I've never been, uh, or American, but it says... They, they make you put your hand on the Bible. You promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. Why do they say that? Why, do they, why are there three things? Well, first of all, they want you to state the facts. Not only the facts, state all the facts. Don't withhold something. Don't withhold things that will uh, uh, incriminate you. Don't withhold things that would go against your position. Um, and nothing but the truth, don't throw in anything there that will distract you, the, the jury and everybody else from it. Don't throw in a red herring so that they avoid the truth but follow something down. A red herring was a, was a very uh, pickled fish that they used, the, the criminals used to use to, to mislead the dogs that were after them. They spread it across the trail and then the dogs would come and chase that trail and the criminal would be taken off that way. So sometimes we use red herrings. Instead of answering the question, we avoid the question. Manipulation. If you don't like something at church, do you come up to somebody and say, you know, uh, people have approached me and they really don't like what you're doing. Did they really approach you or did you approach them? Were there many people? Like you gave this tame people. Like it sounds like the whole church was against you. Many people were against you. Depends where you put the emphasis on it. Be truthful. If you are the one that approaches somebody in the church that you don't like, say, you know, I don't think this is correct. I don't think this is right. Do it the biblical way and we'll avoid a lot of problems. Why do people lie? Protect themselves, protect others, gain something for themselves, get out of trouble quick, spite others or gain revenge. That's why they lie. There's, you can think of some more perhaps, but general categories. Feldman, he's the one that held the, uh, the survey or the, the experiment on, on lying. He says, most often the lies we are exposed to are not venal, in other words, for profiting ourselves, but rather ways to make social interactions proceed more smoothly. So when you get together, if something is not quite right and you don't want to cause awkwardness, you make a lie, so continue on in a smooth fashion. People lie to be agreeable, to make us feel better about ourselves. Of course, people also lie to build themselves up or to gain some advantage over us. And many of us lie to ourselves as much as we are lied to by others. You say, oh, that's not me. Well, let's, let's look at that a bit more. We lie uh, to protect ourselves. We have biblical examples of that. Abraham, when he lied that Sarah was his sister. Uh, Peter denied Christ three times to protect himself. Rahab lied to protect the spies, to protect others. The Hebrew midwives lied as to why the males, uh, Hebrew babies were being born when Pharaoh commanded them to, be, to destroy them. Potiphar's wife lied to get revenge on Joseph because he wouldn't lie with her in another way. False witnesses against Christ and Stephen in order to get rid of them. So the Bible is replete with liars. Ananias and Sapphira lied to get the admiration and the approval of the church. Instead, they got the opposite. Uh, the 
Amalekite lied that uh, he had killed uh, Saul so he could get a reward from David. And he got his reward. He was slain. Webster talks about white lies, a lie about small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another. Are white lies acceptable? I'm going to leave it time at the end for discussion, so keep them in your, keep them in your mind, okay? Um, I'm going to try to leave time. Uh, so we talked about the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Lying can be an obstruction to justice. This is a biggie. When there's in, where, there, where there is important issues at, at stake and, and it's causing all kinds of ripple effect in the community and someone's not telling the truth, that one person withholding the truth or not telling the truth is, is delaying the whole bus. That's what happened with Achan. He hid the, the, the goodly Babylonian garment and the, and the gold, and he didn't confess it. They had to go through tribe and clan and family, and, and then it came to him and finally they found him out. But it, it just held up the whole process. Courtney Warren says, the more we lie to ourselves about how we are contributing to our problems, the more harm we will cause to ourselves and our relationships because we blame others for undesirable aspects of our lives instead of taking responsibility for our role. What kind of damage can be caused? First of all, to the liar. Damages their own reputation when found out. It causes stress in their own lives. They're constantly thinking about it, sweating about it. They have to remember the lies they told and they must live in conformity with the lies. Obviously, Hillary Clinton, she didn't live in conformity with the with a previous statement, if I can say. If she changed the mind, it's fine. But if she was telling untruths just to please the populace, then it's an, uh, an inconsistency, to say the least. We, ne- we need to tell more lies to be, avoid being found out. It's, it's this, you've got to thatch your hut thicker and thicker to stop the rain from coming through. Right? They are always wary about those they have lied about. They may cross their paths. They may avoid meeting them. Their own view of their integrity is damaged. They know they've lied, but it's hard for them to get out of that rut. They may find it easier to lie again or to do other wrongs. Lying harms those that are lied to or lied about because it injures them. It hurts them personally. They may suffer damage, a bad reputation as a result of the lie. It diminishes trust. It damages relationships. They doubt their own ability to assess the truth and make decisions. Brings doubts into their own mind. Did I really say that? Did I really do that? Base their decisions on false information. I had false information. That's why I thought the, in my own mind I had false information. That's why I thought the forum was yesterday. But you see, it can happen anywhere. It can happen in the channel, in your own mind, on the sender's end, right? Harm done to the lied or lied about. They feel badly treated. Deceived and manipulated. The worst thing about lying, or about being lied to, is knowing that you weren't worth the truth. You weren't worth the truth. That's how much they thought about you. God is just. When we lie, we obstruct justice. We knowingly allow others to suffer loss, damage, for our own selfish reasons. We are really saying that we value ourselves more than others, 
So the court case goes on and on and on and on because someone is not telling the truth. Those that are lied to, people are deprived of some control over their own future because they can no longer make any informed choices. They haven't been told the truth, so they can't make a, a decision about that. You didn't tell me that you know, uh, the 401 was blocked. You knew that. I could have taken another route, but why didn't you tell me that? Oh, I just decided to play a game on you. Right? That's being sarcastic. I shouldn't be like that. But um, we can't make choices, informed choices, if we've been given the wrong information. The harm of lying to society. Others may be encouraged. Say, hey, he's doing it. He's a Christian. Or they're doing it at work. I'm doing the same thing. It may be generally accepted. Harder for people to trust each other. Social cohesion is weakened. And eventually nobody is able to believe anyone else and society collapses. Can you imagine living in a society when everyone's lying? So if, if you know he's lying, you say, where do I go to get to Bay and Dundas? He points that way. Oh, I'm going to go the opposite direction. You know, there is, this is something that I think we've come to almost where the truth is a lie and the lie is the truth. Evil is good and good is evil in society. It damages relationships, weakens unity. We are the light of the world. The church is the light of the world. It tarnishes the testimony of the church when people lie. We, the Nazarenes were known for keeping their word. You didn't have to sign a contract to buy a piece of property. They were known. I think, at least that's the information I get. Maybe it's correct or wrong, I don't know. Do believers lie? Why would Paul write in Ephesians 4.25, we, wherefore putting away... Lying, speak every man the truth to his neighbor. We are members one of another. Colossians 3.9, lie not one to another. James 3.14, lie not against the truth. James 3.10, out of the mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. What does ought mean here? It, it, It implies that it's been going on to me. It implies that it's been going on. These things ought not to be. Can we live a lie? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. Uh, who doesn't keep his commandments is a liar and is, the truth is not in him. So dealing with untruths, how do we deal with them? Dealing with untruths that come from our own lips and dealing with untruths that come from other people's lips. One form of untruth is passing on unverified information. We talked about that. Before we make a statement about somebody or some issue, have we verified it? Especially if it's an important statement. Especially if it's going to have impact on somebody. The object of this forum is not to stop communication between us, but to ensure we speak the truth in love. Of course we have families and friends. We need to share experiences and have fellowship with with each other, but in the way God wants us to. Gossip is not the way God wants us to. A man wrote an article on when gossip, when assassination becomes acceptable, Character assassination, where, where people gossip about people that have no control over it. They can't defend themselves. Gossip is idle talk, rumor, especially about the personal and private affairs of others. The act is also known as dishing or tattling. A rumor is a tale of explanations of events circulating from people to person, from person to person, and pertaining to an object, event, or issue in the public concern. So when you don't know the details about something, why it happened, 
These are stories that are going out, these rumors, oh, probably because of this, because of that, because of this, and because of that. And before, three years down the road, it becomes, it becomes a gospel. It, that's why it happened. We heard about this last night. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on James because uh, uh, it was talked about last night, except we're going to flick through the slides. But one word caught me, the word idol. God will give, make us give account for every idle word. And it really, it, it, I didn't have a very good explanation for that word idol. What does it mean? I think I have a better understanding now. Uh, I looked at different translations, uh, and, and it says, the word idol means careless or worthless. When you say something carelessly, without thinking what you're saying, or recklessly knowing what you're saying, but who cares? This was in context of the Pharisees ascribing the, the, uh, the casting out of devils to Satan against Jesus. That was a reckless statement. And he said, every sin will be forgiven, but the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. If you sin against the Father, the Son, but if you sin against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. The great matter, a little fire kindles. The tongue is a fire. It sets on course of nature. Fire and he's set on the fire of hell. Anyone see the Fort Mac, uh, Fort McMurray fires on TV or on the internet? The whole, the whole city almost, or half the city, I'm not sure what percentage, just burnt down. One spark, two sparks. We heard about that last night. Uh, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, from the father of lies, devilish. Gossip is murder, this man says. There's nothing that screams, I hate you more than speaking badly about someone behind their back. It murders reputations. It's shameless, justified in people's minds. It's insecurity about themselves. I hope it makes us feel cringing the next time we ever think of gossiping or, or, or maligning someone. It's the sin of comparison. If I can make that person look worse than me, I feel better about myself. But... The gossiper needs a listener. He needs an audience. So we can become partakers of that person's sins. Do we believe that gossip is just because... Do you believe gossip just because your family or your friends have told you that? You can trust them? Have we verified it? Even if it was true, how does passing it on help put the fire out? Are we intentionally fanning the flame? I'm sorry. I just... uh, Hit the wrong button. Gonna have to. Here we are. Are we intentionally fanning the flame? We heard this last night. Think before you say anything, before you even consider saying something, passing on some information, especially that is weighty. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? First, inspect our own conscience. Cicela uh, Bock, she's not, a, as far as I know, she doesn't come from a Christian perspective in this book at least, but she says, before you say something, first inspect your own conscience and ask whether the lie is justified in her mind. Second, ask friends or fellow believers, this is my now in, adding some stuff or re, 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 uh, paraphrasing it, ask some elders, ministers, friends, what do they think about this particular case? How should I deal with this? Thirdly, consult some independent persons about it. And you don't have to, you don't have to mention names. Because as soon as you start mentioning names, you're already starting to fire. You say, if someone said this to you, how would you deal with it? 
Or I heard this. Do you think I should raise it? Think about it, okay? Because getting into that kind of talk could already start, start the flames to, to uh, kindle. Before it happens, nip it in the bud. We shouldn't be judges of others. What is my motive for saying it? What's the real reason I am saying this? Do we really care for the welfare of the gossiper or are we enabling them as listeners? Comes to you, I don't want to hear it. Because it's going to, it could cause a huge fire, even a smaller fire. Gossip, break the chain. You may be the fourth person on the, cha- on the chain. Break it. Hopefully it stops, doesn't start with the first one. Break the chain. Lie create, lies create conflict. A false witness that speaks lies sows discord among the brethren. We're going back to square one. It causes terrible conflict in, in relationships. Conflict resolution. Have we approached the person first? We hear something about somebody. Did you approach him? Did you, uh, did you get his side of the story? Ask, help me understand this. Is this what you said? Is this what you meant to say? When two parties disagree, marriage counseling is a biggie. You, the wires aren't connected. Everything's crossing. The wife is saying this. The husband's saying this. How do you get, how do you get further? You, there's an obstruction of justice. There's an obstruction of truth. Can they both be telling the truth on every issue that divides them? Uh, colliding stories. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, is the couple trying to restore the relationship? When they go tell their uncles and aunties and friends, you know, about my husband, what are you trying to achieve by doing that, by passing on this information? Do you really want the relationship to be restored? What happens if it is restored and now all this information is out there? How's it going to help you? You've got to think of these things. When the whole truth is not told, it obstructs or hinders healing that can occur. How does God view this? Do we care enough about the family and the church? Do we care enough about our own spiritual state? Do we care enough to be honest with the one who is gossiping to us to stop? Do we just show solidarity with the gossiper because they are family or friends? Do we start having Ill, Ill feelings towards those that are gossiped about? Because we haven't, that's all we know about them. Have we examined ourselves in the light of the word of God? Have we approached the person first and so forth? Um, I mentioned uh, Jonah and Achan, the syndrome. Only once the, the real issue was revealed and uncovered could there be peace and progress continues on to the next city. That's it. I'm going to leave. How much time do I have? 15 minutes? I'm going to leave 15 minutes for questions. We have microphones uh, here that uh, you can ask your questions. But uh, I do want to... I'm, I'm expecting certain questions, and I'd like to hear from you as well. So anyone has any questions or comments on the, on the, uh, on the material? Brother Milos? Yeah, they're, they're going to be part of the, um, the uh, CDs that are being uh, given out at camp, or sold at camp. So they're all going to be there. Just wait a second. We're going to give you a mic so that everyone can hear you. So uh, when I was in grade six, um, at the end of the school year, uh, we were graduating to middle school, and uh, there was a pool party a good friend of mine was organizing, and uh, we were good friends for, you know, kindergarten to grade six, uh, never had anything come between us, but um, a couple days before the pool party, school was already over, and uh, she came to me and basically said that I'm not welcome at her party because 
I said something about her, and I had no idea what she was talking about. Obviously, someone maybe didn't want me there. Someone had something wrong with me being there, so they told a lie about me. And I told her it was a lie, but whatever she heard was obviously something that couldn't just be forgotten. And to this day, I don't know what it was, but when uh, someone says something about you like that, uh, if it's a believable thing, it's hard to get that out of your mind, even if uh, you believe that person, what they say is credible. It's very hard to forget what's been told to you. So that's kind of the danger of gossip and how severe it could be. Sometimes it's undoable, right? Sometimes it's undoable. And um, the, the comfort you could get is that you know you didn't lie. Okay, you know you didn't lie. That's the, that's the comfort that you can get, that God knows your heart. And as Christians, we are to suffer all kinds of, what does it say, Matthew chapter 5? When men to say all manner of evil against you, right? False accusations. Blessed are you if you don't retaliate like the world would. If you take it meekly and let God be the, the final judge. No, the... Okay. I just want to tell um, to everyone encouraging to Shane's story about what me and my wife experienced in Serbia. Uh, we were involved in a case where a marriage was falling apart, and um, we tried only to help out. We didn't want to cause any damage. We didn't want to cause any destruction. We were there to help out, and a lot of people believe that we're the, we're the one that uh, started everything, the, the problem in that certain marriage. Well, we didn't know how to fight that lie. And the people that were thinking that, not necessarily they meant, the bad, uh, meant very bad, but that's how everybody, every, most of the people perceived it. And we didn't want to defend ourselves because we knew for ourselves that we were not in the wrong. And he passed good few months that the case was just getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what to do, so we decided to move to Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we did, the couple had struggles after we left, mm -hmm. which didn't involve us at all. Mm -hmm. It was one case, they got separated, they got reunited, they had issues over and over and over again. The people that were involved in the case, they saw later that it was not our problem. But a lot of times you have to leave the time to pass and uh, leave it in God's hands and so you, believing that God will help. So you could see the, 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 the consequences of that false accusation. It caused you to move out of a country. Now, that may not have been a bad thing. You know, God has provided you another way of escape. But the damage that is done through lies. And um, the other issue that I want to say with that is, eventually the truth came out. And I heard once a, a saying, and I hold it close to my heart, is, you know, the, a lie travels fast, but the truth travels sure. One day, it's the rabbit and the, and the tortoise, uh, tortoise story, right? The hare and the tortoise. Rabbits travel fast, but the, it, it was the tortoise that won. He traveled short. 
Thank you, brother. Yeah, so I just had a question. Um, mm-hmm. if, a, if a white light is a sin, why is it a sin? Because if you're trying to avoid trying to hurt someone, if it's, if it's going to cause more problems to tell the truth, why wouldn't you try to brush it off and just help mm-hmm. them? Or not help them, but just try not okay. to cause conflict. A white lie, we heard what a white lie was, right? A white lie was something that didn't have a lot of consequences. Now, if someone was going to get hurt, that is a lot of consequences. That's number one. Um, and I'm not sure what the other aspect of that was, but a white lie, I was trying to think of examples. Um, hmm? Jonathan? Yeah, but do we condone that? That's a question. I had a thought on my mind, but I was bet I lost it through that. Um... Yeah, so my question is just: Is a white lie a sin? Oh, this is this is a thought that I had. This is a thought that I had. Um, let's say a common a common statement is: uh, a couple, one person doesn't come to church, right? Oh, where's Jack? Oh, he was sick. Is that a white lie? If he wasn't sick. It's a white lie. Yeah, let's call a spade a spade. So, if he, if he wasn't sick, and you said he was sick, what is the alternative to that? That's, that's what I'm getting at. Do you have to say white lies? No. Julie, do you want to... Wait a sec, wait a sec. No, I mean, just for me personally, I find those to be the absolute easiest to say, right? Because it's something small, it's something that's going to make someone else feel better, potentially. It's going to cover up something that is there, right? You hear it all the time, right? I do it with my brother. Um, I put together an outfit. I'm like, how does this look, right? My expectation is that it looks good because I put it together. And he's like, um, no, right? If you would have said, that's fine, go to church, that's a white lie because it really didn't look good. But he wanted to make me feel better. So I think a lot of times we have to understand that even though a lot, we say a lie with the intention of helping someone, we have, if, if you ask a question, you have to be prepared for an honest answer. You know, you can't be offended because they told you the truth. But at the same time, if, if Rob just says, no, oh my goodness, that's awful, don't ever do that again, that hurts my feelings even more. So you have to, if you, but he says, no, that's just not the right color. You know, it's how you say it too. So the truth about love is harsh, but the, for, the easiest to say is a white one because it's not a blatant, it, well, it is blatant, but it's not an obvious lie, right? Is the screen white? Yes, it is. If I say it's black, it's an obvious lie. But Actually, technically, it probably is not white. <laughs> Probably See, cream. But, to, but my yeah. perception is it's white. But still, the, the, the point is, you have to be prepared for the answer, too. You have to be prepared for people to tell you the truth, and you can't be easily offended about it either for a white lie. But there's different types, too. Brother Mark. I'd like to Brother follow Jose, up. And then Brother Greg. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. First okay. Brother Mark, then Brother Greg. I apologize. Yeah, I just think that's a terribly important question that was asked uh, because it 
It, uh, it points to a disease that has beset our culture, and that's relativism. And um, if we struggle with the absolute nature of what truth is, that needs to be dealt with. Um, we were raised to understand that there is no such thing as a white lie. If it's not the truth, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, lies are the easy part for me, but, but the, the, the gossip portion of it, when, is it, when does the gossip become fact or information, uh, such as uh, a sister left the church? I'm just letting you know she doesn't attend this church anymore. That's a fact. That's not gossip. Okay, so that's a fact. The sister left the church. You didn't say anything bad about the sister, why she left, you know. You, you, didn't, you didn't give room for others to gossip about it. She's not there. She's left the church. You can say she has left the church. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Well, who's next? We had, and we had Brother Jose as well. Just to follow up on Mark's question there, I think maybe, yeah, ultimately comes down to the the truth is it really true or not is god is true that's the the fundamental thing but maybe to help you understand it a little bit better is when we tell a white lie what is is it preventing is it's really ultimately preventing an, an, a deeper more honest relationship so much of the time i would it's so much easier for me just to say oh that was fine i thought your form was great brother doug but if i'm not going <laughs> to but if i'm not going to uh, uh, take the time to to share some honest thoughts about m- maybe what I thought could be better, or you know, to get deeper with you, then our relationship is not going to grow, right? And so, if 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 we're just going to be on the level of oh, that's all nice, then we're going to prevent us from having a real truth-based relationships. And the other thing is, if I know that someone will always tell me the truth, that they're never going to just say something to make it easier to me, it's going to be easier for me to trust them with the big, heavy questions, the important ones, not what I'm going to wear. Right? Okay, who's next? Get to you. Well, also about uh, commenting, about giving false compliments or something like that. Maybe we should prepare ourselves that if you don't care for the way something was presented or you don't, you know, it's not to your liking, don't say, oh, that was wonderful, you know. Say, thank you for presenting that. I'm sure, you know, that you put a lot of work into that and we appreciate your work. Now, that's not saying whether I liked it or not. Exactly. But I still appreciate the work and the time that you put into it to present the information. I prefer the first one. Or anything else, you know, or or whatever it was. But I was actually going to make a comment about the rumor thing, that saying in this instance that a person left and is no longer attending here, that's not a rumor because that's a fact. If saying, well, I heard she left because she met this guy and blah, 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 then it's something that's scandalous. And to me, if you are um, spreading information, especially if you don't know for a fact that it's true and you're spreading it to... Um, to to bring an impression about about that person, that's really what makes it a rumor. To say that she doesn't attend here and she's now attending somewhere else or because she moved or whatever, that's really not a rumor. But to, to make a personal impression about that person, right. that's what makes it a rumor to me. And the tone in which you say it as well. Um, what, what you've just... What, oh, you have one there, okay. Maria. Uh, I believe, personally, that my Holy Spirit would never lead me to white lie. Mm-hmm. God is clear, white and black, yea, mm-hmm. nay, and he's never going to lead me to white lie. That is the devil okay. part. To the so you've never told a white lie? I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sub- 
I thought, what, what, yeah, wait a second. Wait, I thought you were asking question us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I was going to ask the question, who has never told a white lie? You raise your hands. Or forever hold your peace. Um, it doesn't justify white lies or black lies or gray lies. Who's next? Somebody, a brother here. We're going to get down to Jose because he had his hand up. But since the microphone's up there, while you're here, while you're here, just give it to him. Next to you, um, Henry. Just going back on, on the gentleman here, I don't know, um, he, in reference to is a white lie a sin. That, that's what it is. The thing is, I believe we're all going, you know, kind of going the same way. It's relativism. And this is what we've got to stay away from. Because this culture now is going, well, I didn't mean that. You're talking about Hillary, talking about people all the way now to the president. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 what? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it yes or is it no? Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. The truth will set us free. Yeah. So not that we're not we're trying to uh, I guess justify ourselves. We all have made mistakes, but the thing is, is making a mistake and realizing, you know what, yes, this is, and let's call it, like you said, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Not a rake, not nothing else, it's a spade, and let's, let's be up front with one another. Let's, let's say that Christians are put in a very bad position that we're persecuted, and we know that our brother is hidden somewhere for hiding from authorities, mm-hmm. and they ask us, do we know where he is? Are we going to lie or tell the truth knowing that that person is going to be You know get what killed? the Bible says about that? It says, wait for the hour. And the Holy Spirit's going to give you what you need to say. Right? Uh, if it's a matter of consequences, what it, if it's a matter of... Oh, the, the other thought here is, if it's a matter of escaping physical harm... Why would then I not deny Christ? Because I can escape physical harm that way. What if it's about you? What if they ask you, will you deny Christ or not? What do I do now, I mean, if I die? What would we say? We're not going to deny it. So God may give another way out at that time, but I don't think we can program something into ourselves. As far as we understand it, we should tell the truth at all times. And it happened in the book of Martyrs, you see what people did in order, when their persecutors chased them and they admitted to everything and they suffered uh, death, persecution. Uh, okay, we're going to have Brother Jose, because he had his hand up a long time ago. Uh, most of you know that I come from a Catholic background, and uh, I was taught for almost 20 years that it's okay to lie. Um, and uh, even one time, the priest, uh, he had time playing basketball, and he came late to have a service. And, um, but he, everybody knew that uh, he had a, a bandit in his arm. Mm-hmm. And he said, sorry, I have an accident, a little accident, so I'm late. What he never told was that, he got a flat tire. He was running late from the mm. basketball courts. Mm-hmm. And he was running late to the church. And uh, he got a flat tire. And so he came late. So he, he justified that he had an accident. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened to him, but only the accident. Yeah, just, you just can imagine, uh, most of you have been taught from the first days of your life to say the truth, I was completely backwards to say lie. It's okay mm-hmm. if you can stay out of trouble. Right. So. Right. We've got one minute. One minute. 
Uh, Abram? Abram? Just really quick on white lies. If you tell one, two years later, you find out that every single comment you've ever heard for the past two years was white lies. How many, how much can you be frustrated? Nothing. There's a danger in white lies because there is, it's not a discrete thing. It's a continuum. And where, where does it become white and gray and black? So you, become, you might become desensitized to that. But one thing I want to stress is there are alternatives. What's wrong with saying, um, someone asks, ha- where's your husband today? Say, so you know what, it's a personal matter in the story. Now, if the person wants to pick you, well, and he wants to go and, or she wants, he or she wants to go and tell us, something must be going on between us. That's their problem. But you don't have to tell them everything. You can be silent about things like that. That's just one example, but there are alternatives to, to telling white lies. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. You've been a great uh, audience.